Hello and welcome to the Gagan Press part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. I'm Andrew Headspeeth and over the next half an hour or so we're talking all things Liverpool. With me as always is my topist of top reds, it is of course Mr Alex Purdy. How are you? Very good, the sun's back and Liverpool are back, so a top day all round, thank you. Oh, lovely bit of positivity, although technically not back yet. We've still got a few more days of non-football to get through first. Uh, we're also joined by uh, the BBC's Emma Sanders. How are you, Em? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I've, I've just been discussing your haircut and it looks very smart. So I think, yeah, everyone's excited for Liverpool to be back, but I'm just excited to mm. see your haircut. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was it was about time. And that gives me a fantastic segue into Liverpool now, because I can just say jumping from one, well, hair decision to another. Uh, <laughs> have we seen Alison Becker's new Tash? Because it is glorious. It's beautiful. He's a beautiful man. Mm, not uh, a fan myself. Back in the day, sure. Now it's a bit of a gimmick, isn't it? Uh, no, it's fantastic, Perds. Yeah. And I was planning on spending at least 20 minutes just no, discussing sure, how no, fantastic it let's was. Let's carry on, sorry. I mean, he literally um, could have his tash in any way and still be the most beautiful man on the planet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he is. I mean, Perds, are you denying that he's a handsome man? I just want oh, to see a, what where we're he's at He's a here. very handsome man and he, he almost suits it, but no one suits a tash anymore. But he's the closest to. I I mean, I disagree. I think obviously he is a handsome man, but he's got that kind of, it's very rare because I always do it whenever I like shave. I just, I, I try and just leave like the tash and just see how it looks. And, and it's it's not, it's not a great look. It's not like, he's just like <laughs> properly bushy and thick and it's, it's glorious, frankly. Yeah, I've been trying to get mine for 21 years. And yeah. Not much, not much movement there. <laughs> I think mine's probably better than yours, Pez. <laughs> yeah, if I was going to rank ours, I'd say Emma's in solid second place between the three of us. Uh, but yeah, no, Alison's got that kind of Pablo Escobar, Ned Flanders kind of look as well. I've seen it compared to Magnum PI. Wow. was a lot of people saying that on, on Twitter. I didn't, didn't think I'd hear Alison and Ned Flanders in the same sentence. But <laughs> uh, So the big question is, where does it rank in football's best facial hair. I mean, we've got some classic examples from Liverpool's history, of course. He's following in a great tradition. Bruce Grobelar, Ian Rush. Ooh. Is it up there, Emma, for you? I mean, journal- uh, I mean, journalistically speaking, I mean, this is the big question. For yeah, you. looking looking at the stats, um, I'd say uh, <laughs> Bruce Grobelar probably still has to have the crown on, on the tash. But in terms right. of bushiness, colour, uh, mm-hmm. I like that he's gone for like a bit of stubble as well. Like it's not just totally clean shaven. Not a clean sweep. And I think you have to take into into consideration the context of it as well. The fact that, as Perd said, you know, he's doing it at a time when not many people can pull off the tash. Whereas Bruce Grubler and Ian Rush, it was very much in then. Whereas Alison is pulling it off at a time when it's, it doesn't really get pulled off. So I think he deserves credit for that. (laughs) Uh, Perds, anything to add on that? I will say it's the best modern day Tash in football. Um, yep. And also, if he doesn't shave it off before the Arsenal game and makes a mistake, the memes are going to be endless. So keep it for keep it for now, but then shave it off just before the game in the changing room. Quick, one of them, and gone. <laughs> but what if he what if he keeps a clean sheet with it? Then he's going to have to keep it forever, surely. 
It's a tough decision. Maybe keep half, just in case. I think I think you made a good point there that it is it is rare to see a modern day mustache outside of November, and you see some players, and it really doesn't it doesn't work well. But he has he has pulled it off. Um, from one new signing then to another, uh, the big talk this week obviously is Ibrahima. Konate uh, from RB Leipzig, The Athletic, reporting yesterday that he is in advance talks with Liverpool over a £40 million euro move, which is his release clause. Uh, like most Liverpool signings of the last few years under FSG and, and Michael Edwards, this one's sort of come out of nowhere. We went from naught to 60 in about five seconds. Um, Emma, I'll, I'll go to you first. What have you heard about this? What are your thoughts on him? And yeah, I mean, talk us through it. It was one of those where when the name came out again, I was like, I know absolutely nothing about him. Um, <laughs> I mean, okay, thanks, you, Emma. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, you kind of, you know, you kind of know a little bit of the fact that he's obviously, you know, got a bit of experience. Um, RB Leipzig, have, you know, they've got a nice style of play. We've seen it in Europe. Uh, we seem to be linked with quite a lot of their players defensively. They're they're quite solid. Um, they play some nice football. They play out from the back, so you can see why. On paper, he fits kind of the profile for a Liverpool centre back. But again, like like I say, it's it's so difficult with a lot of the signings that we're linked with, especially under Michael Edwards, because they are people who you're not overly familiar with. So um, mm. 40, 40 million, um, I think, is is okay if he's going to be somebody who's challenging for a starting a starting place, which is what you expect, and that's kind of what the talk is: is that he would come in and be you know, kind of a second or third choice challenging with Joe Gomez. Um, so it's an interesting one. I'm quite excited by it. Um, but yeah, I don't really know what to expect, I think is probably the best way to describe how I'm feeling about the rumours. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best way that I remember, like when I was a kid and you would just hear signings and they'd, they'd already just happened and you didn't know who the player was. I remember getting, I think I've probably told this anecdote before, but I remember getting Match Magazine just opening and seeing this like double page spread of Lewis Garcia and Xabi Alonso in Liverpool shirts. And I'm like, who are these guys? <laughs> and then they and then they turned out to be great. Um, so like yeah, I'm, West I'm Ham all... got, um, Mascherano and Tevez. Yes. <laughs> and everyone was like, yeah. what? I'm a big fan of the surprise unknown signing. Um, so yes, more of that, please. And it's harder and harder to do in, in the modern age. Uh, Perds, do you want to like tell us anything that you know about Kanate? Um, well, I saw this rumour come out. And I was like, oh, sick. I, um, I recognise him from FIFA and he's meant to be quite good. So I did some digging and I remembered that, mm -hmm. well, we just smashed Leipzig 4-0. So that's not a good look. He didn't play. I was like... no. Hmm, why didn't he play? Hang on, they got smashed by Man United 5-0. Didn't play in that either. Turns out he's a very injury-prone player, and ever since he's come back, he's, he's sat on the bench and can't get back in. So that's the last thing we need, is another injury-prone centre-back. Because <laughs> that's the reason Matic's being moved on, and that's the reason we're seventh, eighth? You know, not top, basically. So I'm not quite as excited as everyone else is saying, but I know, trusting Klopp, I guess. Uh, well, that, yeah, that brings on to the, the big point is that he does have quite a, I'm going to generously call it, checkered injury history. Mm -hmm. uh, he missed about 30 games last season with uh, muscle, muscle injuries and he's missed a, quite a few again this season as well. I think he is back and fit now and they're sort of bringing him back in slowly. He's going to fit right in then. I mean, yeah. 
Exactly. He's already got the Liverpool defensive mentality, so <laughs> doesn't need to learn that. Uh, but he is only 21, and I think we've seen these. We've seen you know transfers with Liverpool fall apart. I mean, Nabil Fekir, obviously because of uh, something that came up in his medical. So you would hope that they would do more due diligence on this to make sure that this wasn't going to be a recurring kind of issue. I think the fact that he is young and he is so highly rated, you see people talk about him as this sort of almost future Van Dyke kind of figure uh, who can, who's just, he's, he's what, he's six foot four, six foot five. He's immensely strong. He's quick. He's, uh, he's good with his, the ball at his feet as well. I mean, as soon as you go on anywhere near Liverpool Twitter, you'll see compilation videos of him spraying passes around and carrying the ball out from the back. So he does look like a really exciting prospect. And I know at least before he got, um, the injuries that there was a lot of talk about him and Upa Meccano essentially being on a level and you know two of the most exciting young defenders in uh, in France if not in Europe in general so I mean it, it does excite me I mean the injury thing is a worry but I, I, I guess if that is behind him and if you know if they sort of do the medical and don't find anything under the hood essentially I, I'm I'm okay with it. Support for the Gig Press podcast is brought to you by Manscaped who are the best in below-the-waist grooming. That's right, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. And on the Gagan Press, we have an exclusive offer for listeners that's 20% off, plus free shipping with the code 90min20 at manscaped.com. So Manscaped has created the best-in-class ball hair trimmer ever. Yep, that's right, I said ball hair trimmer. It is the Lawnmower 3.0, which features cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Ouch, thanks to their advanced skinscape technology. In addition, this trimmer comes with an LED light for more precise shave and is waterproof so you know you can take it in the shower don't use the same trimmer you use on your face as on your balls come on that's just not cool is it the lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new perfect package 3.0 which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed cut free and smelling nice down there so yeah trim your junk get 20% off plus free shipping with the code 90min20 at manscaped.com that's 20% off plus free shipping with the code 90min and the number 20 at manscaped.com. Okay, now back to the episode. I did, when doing some digging for 90 Min yesterday, we're trying to sort of do a little uh, who is Konate sort of stats video. Obviously, we're looking at his, you know, his injury history and playing record. But some of the other interesting points uh, we found out about him, that I'll, I'll tell you. His nickname is is Ibu, uh, which obviously is a short version of, of Ibrahima. But that has been morphed into ibuprofen as well. So it's quite a nice one. How do you quite find nice these, Andy? You do it for every everyone we're linked with. They've got a nickname that you've sniffed out. Where where yeah. is is there a nickname? This is literally my job. Well, yeah, do you but... start their Instagram? Do you just go on their Instagram and like check out the comments? Or, you literally like, DM what? them, calling them every yeah. day yeah. until they go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean basically. I mean I'm not gonna. Magician never reveals. Yeah, his, fair uh, enough. Secrets. The the day you find out. Salif Jao's nickname <laughs> the greatest day on this podcast leave it with me, leave it with me. <laughs> I'm um, so excited his idol is Sergio Ramos but I think like e- literally every defender says that so um, I don't mm. think that's yeah too revelatory and the other one he's a massive anime fan loves his manga um, if you go on his insta he's always like posting all that kind of stuff and in interviews See, Andy has about... been on, on his insta I knew it yeah. There you go. That's very good. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and he's a big Dragon Ball Z fan. Um, 
I know literally nothing about Dragon Ball Z, but if I was going to guess that somebody did, I'd say, Emma, no, you're shaking your head at me. I don't even know what that is. What is it? It's, it's, like, it was, it's like a Japanese kind of like Pokemon-y kind of thing. So I you do know, know what it is. So you're a massive Dragon Ball Z fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me and Kanate got that yeah. in common. <laughs> um, so there you go. That's Ibrahim and Kanate. That's, ev- that's literally everything you need to know about the guy. Um, what does this mean then, Perds, for the rest of Liverpool's centre-backs? Assuming that he, he does come, I mean, it's not finalised yet, but assuming that he does, what's the sort of ranking of the, the defenders now in um, your head? Well, you've written it down there, actually. So I'll do it. Yes, you know, yes, I have. Know, I'll do it Read out order. my ranking well, in your uh, own words. I'll please. see if I disagree with it. Number one is VVD. <laughs> two, Joe Gomez, Canate, Kabak, Phillips, Davies, Williams. I don't know if we'll sign Kabak now, but I've well, that's that. that's the interesting the thing. That's what correct. I wanted to. That's what I wanted to lead on to because mm. obviously it's eighteen million to sign him. If they're going to be spending well thirty-five million pounds, forty million euros on Kanate, does that put this signing in doubt? I'll let the real journalist answer that. See, okay, this thanks. Is where... I'll jump. In. <laughs> 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 so this is where I find it all very interesting because I actually think Kabak is he's only what twenty-one. Um, and he's mm. come in, and I think he's done fairly well considering the circumstances. Um, yeah. He showed he showed a lot of promise, and for eighteen million, I'd be more inclined to spend that money on him, because somebody who we've already seen, um, kind of know a little bit about, than potentially forty million on a player who could be a similar level, is a similar age, is injury prone. We haven't seen him yet. Um, so I'm kind of, yeah, I, if, if it was up to me, I'd, I'd, I'd opt for Kabak probably above him. But um, it is, it's one of those where clearly, because of his evaluation, people obviously think that he's got the potential to perhaps be another level than, than Kabak. And mm. that is where you can see the thinking of, of Jurgen Klopp and obviously, you know, the local recruitment team is that maybe he is more long-term than Kabak. Um, is, the, yeah. is there a possibility as well that they would go for both? Because maybe we're looking at Matip being Matip. moved out this summer, which would free up yeah. another space. And then because of the injuries that uh, Van Dijk and Gomez had, which are so long-term and lasting, that, you know, this might lead into the start of next season and they want to have four or five high quality centre-backs that they, they then can rotate and the other thing as well that, that Van Dyke is he's going to be 30 next year as well so I guess it's just sort of mm-hmm. f- future-proofing that squad a bit um yeah, so I, I wouldn't I, mind I'd yeah be, I'd be really surprised if, if Kabak isn't signed just because like yeah. I said I just think I just think he's done well he's young and for 18 million 18 million is not a lot no not for a centre-back so at, at that age it's not but yeah. we don't want to start digging into the Mbappe money Got to put some aside, <laughs> leave some aside. Forgot about that, yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing that, well, I mean, if we're thinking about maybe Matip's going to be moved on either this summer or in a sort of relatively near future, the other ones that I would be worried about would be um, Nat, well, Nat Phillips, obviously, and, and Ben Davis, who we're still not convinced is entirely real. Um, <laughs> but Nat Phillips, it's a shame for him because he has done really well when he's come in, but I don't know... Well, I kind of do know that if they sign both Kabak and Kanate and then Van Dijk and Gomez are back as well, that his his chances are going to, you know, reduce down to basically nothing. Mm, it's yeah. really harsh on him. But 
I think we've now basically we can sell him for for like twenty mil. Michael Edwards will get that deal over the line, and yeah, he'll Bournemouth get will come in. Yeah, Bournemouth. Oh, I was thinking Wolves. You know, he's basically Connor Cody. So, <laughs> you know, if they wanted him, if he wants more game time, then he should go there. But it, it is harsh because I'd like to see him stick around. But we're getting these two centre backs in. I can't see that he'll get much game time, which is a real shame. Indeed. Uh, the other thing as well that, to note is that uh, just yesterday, the, the RB Leipzig uh, sporting director, Markus Kroscher, Kroscher, I think, uh, he did comment on it and say that uh, I think this is not a good option for Ibu. He has a long contract with us and he knows what uh, we mean to him and what he means to us. I don't see a reason for him to leave us. Um, I mean... It's interesting, but it probably is just posturing from, from RB Leipzig's side. Obviously, they don't want to lose a player that, that is so highly rated. But at the end of the day, I think um, it was David Ornstein, the Athletic, reporting that you know he has a he has a release clause of 40 million. So, I mean, that's a reason for him to, to leave, isn't it, Emma? <laughs> yeah. If Liverpool stump up the money, he's, not gonna, he's probably not going to turn that down. Yeah, I mean, you'd be stupid as well, wouldn't you, if you're a 21-year-old centre-back and you've got you know, a recent Premier League and European champions coming in for you and you've got the opportunity to learn from Virgil van Dijk. Um, so I think mm. actually the comments that why would he leave? I think there's a lot of reasons why he would leave. <laughs> why would he stay? Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because Upa Meccano has already gone to, well, he's going, he's arranged his transfer to Bayern Munich as well. So as good as Leipzig have become in the last few years and they were Champions League semi-finalists, they're challenging for the Bundesliga, they're still very much in that mentality of being a selling club, aren't they? Um, yeah. I think the players do look at them as a as a stepping as a stepping stone. Um, so yeah, that will be an interesting one to to keep an eye on. Uh, we'll take a quick break there, and when we come back, uh, we'll be looking ahead uh, to the week for Liverpool in the game against Arsenal and that Champions League tie against Real Madrid. Okay, so it is a big week ahead for Liverpool, as I just said. Um, Arsenal first up on Saturday at 8pm. How's this game looking now, Perds, post-international break? Do you know what? Very exciting. And that's purely down to the fact that the pictures that came out from training yesterday, look they all look so happy. They all look so happy. And I watched the... They did a little head tennis game on YouTube for about 17 minutes. A little highlight reel of that. They were oh, all just this. loving it. They were loving it. Yeah. 17 minutes. Yeah. yeah. What, else, what else am I doing? Yeah, I'll watch some head tennis <laughs> for 17 minutes. I was going to say, I was like... <laughs> That's a damning indictment of your working day, Fred. <laughs> yeah, I wish that. I had oh, 17 minutes. Oh, it wasn't during work, work hours. No, no, no. This was Saturday night. That's oh, wow, even that worse. Uh, well, <laughs> where are you going on a Saturday night? <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah. No comment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm in the right. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So I, the only thing I saw was uh, Alison's mustache, and then I got stuck at that. So talk me through what are the other <laughs> what oh. are the other images that you're seeing coming out apart well, from head tennis. I'm seeing oh, apart from head tennis. Oh, I'm stuck. Trent, no, Trent, Trent very Trent, happy. Trent, big smile on his face. Yeah. You know, Bobby's back in training. I didn't even know he was Bobby. out. Was he out? Mm. Oh, he was. Yeah. God, that seems like ages ago, wasn't it? Um, yeah, Bobby's back <laughs> yeah. in training. Um, yeah. Just Jota everyone. was was banging them in in the international sure, break, sure. so he's yeah. come back and he's like showing everyone how to do it. Yeah. Oh, Milner sat down Nat Phillips. That was a funny clip. Saw that as well. That was pretty jokes. Um, it's just I mean, great what, like, vibes. With, with, a, with a bit with a bit of skill. With a bit of old man skill. It looked like an accident, <laughs> but he did it. 
was gonna say, I was just imagining Milner sort of stood in front of Nat Phillips, like, sit down there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Literally. Yeah. Um, I hate to pop this balloon of positivity, but the bad news coming out, obviously, from the international break is injury to Captain Jordan Henderson, Gareth Southgate, saying that he might now be out for the Euros. Uh, bad for England, worse for Liverpool. Um, Emma, what do we know about this injury and, and how uh, impactful is that on Liverpool for the rest of the season? Well, it looks like Perz has just found out, I actually. I have just found out. <laughs> just I thought he was going to be back for the Champions League final. You being uh, Well, I'm just going on, on what there's, uh, there's Southgate said. There's doubt. So, there's always yeah. doubt, though. Anyway. Yeah, I think, I think Gary Southgate's probably just playing a little bit caution in the wind. Um, we do know with Henderson, he's had issues with injuries where... Um, his rehab perhaps is a little bit slower than, than some players. Um, so I think that's why there's a little bit of concern about him potentially wishing the Euros because I think given the, the way he plays and his fitness levels, when you're that fit, it's kind of then harder to get back up to that same level as quickly. So um, I think even if he is back towards you know the end of the season, I think um, it, it'll take him a few weeks to sort of get back to the fitness levels for England. Um, going into the Euros, but I think Liverpool will still be hopeful that he might be back towards the end of the season. Um, but like I say, it's how many games or how many minutes he'll be able to manage, and I think that's that's the concern at the moment. Obviously, he's he's he is a huge loss, isn't he? I mean, we know how important he is to the Liverpool team. He obviously brings that leadership, he brings that experience, and for me, he's still our number one midfielder. He's the first name on the team for me in terms of midfield. Um, He'll be, he will be a massive loss. And actually, I know we'll, we'll come on to this, but the Real Madrid game coming up soon, um, he just would have been ideal for that game. Um, so I think, yeah, I think the midfielders, they're going to have to step up. I think we need to see Wijnaldum really step up as well in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. You'd hope that Henderson would be involved in and around the, the dressing room for those those Champions League games as well. But it is, yeah. it is so frustrating that, like... I mean, you can hear how frustrated my dogs are by it as well in the background, of course. Um, but yeah, just as soon as Liverpool start to get any kind of semblance of form or putting any run of injuries behind them, then something like this happens again, which is not ideal. Um, Perds, does the Liverpool lineup change for Arsenal uh, knowing that the Real Madrid game is coming on Tuesday? Um, I think it does. Because we definitely need to put most of our eggs in the Champions League basket. Easter themed for you. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm not sure what our options are. Because I, I, I didn't even know Henderson was that badly injured. Um, so I don't know where we sit. You don't know sit. who Kanati is. You don't know Henderson injuries. <laughs> no, I've had a shocker. Um, so maybe some of the more, fring- you know, start cater against Arsenal. And then rest Thiago for Real Madrid. For example, I can't think of a full starting lineup for both teams right now. Sorry. Cheers for that. All right. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> I'll let you guys do it, and then I'll chip in with some opinions if you want. Uh, right, Emma, should we do this then? Uh, team Let's sheet for for the Arsenal game. Perds can't be bothered. Uh, assuming, <laughs> hang on, just assuming Allison and his Tasha in goal. Yeah, agreed. Got... Yeah, yeah, big time. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Trent, Robbo, Quebec, and I assume I assume Phillips is going to be the other. This is what I mean. There's no there's no options. So when you ask me, should we rest players for Arsenal? 
Well, you've just named our only four defenders. So, <laughs> no. I'm getting on to the midfield. Sorry. We're building up to sorry. it. Sorry, sorry. You're the host. Milner's back uh, now, anyway. Get yeah, Mil- exactly. Maldino in at <laughs> left back. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting down Nat Phillips. He can do it to, yeah. you know, Callum Chambers yeah, or whatever. <laughs> um, so, we're thinking uh, Fabinho, Milner and... Curtis Jones or Wijnaldum? Who, are you, no, who would you I play in that midfield three for Arsenal? I, I, I would start Thiago, but I would definitely bring him off. I Just only because I don't think we've seen enough of Fabinho and Thiago in, in the six and the eight. And I'd like to see them sort of, you know, forming that partnership a little bit more. So I'd give I'd give both of them at least an hour together. Um, and yeah, and then probably take off Thiago and bring on... Yeah, even Milner or or, or Cater. Um, but yeah, I'd start I'd start Jones um, just to sort of give a little bit of that creativity and sort of um, yeah pressing off the ball in that Arsenal midfield. And then um, yeah, and then front three I would start Jota, but again I'd look to bring him off and bring Bobby on only because Bobby's just obviously come back. But I, I'd like to see Bobby get some minutes against Arsenal definitely. Mm. I think you have to start Jota though, just the way that he's been playing, and even during the international break, still firing them in. He just looks just yeah. as sharp as he was pre-injury, which is, which is obviously great to see. Yeah. Um, looking ahead then to Real Madrid on on Tuesday, obviously it's a massive game. Liverpool's first, um, well, game against Real Madrid since the 2018 final in Kiev. Uh, I don't know if either of you saw Mohamed Salah did an interview with Marca, um, which was out this morning uh it was it seemed like a really short interview they just did over zoom because all the answers are like one sentence and really kind oh, of God. awkward uh and it's it's stuff like uh what is your motivation against Real Madrid and he's just saying things like yeah we want to go through to the semi-finals and that's it what no way <laughs> and, yeah I know revelatory <laughs> stuff but obviously because he's been talking about Real Madrid it's become big headline news um <laughs> Like how how much of a factor do we think that is going to play on Tuesday? You, Emma, you're nodding at me. You think it, it is definitely, definitely. Yeah. If if you're if you're somebody like Mary Salah, who we all know loves the big stage, absolutely loves to be, you know, the big man in the big moments, to have had to have come off in that Champions League final um, from. You know, uh, we don't need to like beat around the bush. Everyone knows it was a, it was an, it was an, it was an awful tackle from Ramos. He's, you know, dislocated his shoulder, knocked him out of the Champions League final, and then Liverpool go on and lose. So you don't forget that, not when you're Mo Salah. So um, he will absolutely, like he could, he will play it down, obviously, but he will be absolutely relishing this opportunity to be up against Sergio Ramos, and I think he will take any chance he can to get him in a one-on-one situation. And um, I think he, he might be a little bit selfish in, in those occasions, but um, I, I think he'll be absolutely bang up for this game. It would be amazing if he, if there was some sort of, you know, like Messi on Boateng through the legs, falling over <laughs> kind of situation. I think that might be a little bit wishful thinking. Uh, but yeah, let's let's hope so. Uh, Perds, you've seen it, you've seen it going, going that way? I mean, Salah being selfish, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, and now now Emma just said that. Uh, it does worry me because when he snatches at chances, it, it never goes well. Um, but the best outcome here is he sort of draws a foul by diving horrendously, wins a penalty, and we win 1-0 <laughs> over both legs. That would be the dream. 
So maybe we do like need James Milner to start then, so we can take the penalties. Oh yeah, no. Well, I think doesn't Millie would give it to Salah. He wouldn't actually. He should. He should. Salah will take it off Milner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but for my like overriding like mental image from that uh, 2018 final is I don't know if you saw it, but after the game. Uh, when Salah was in like that sling and and just tears oh, down God. his face, and for some reason, do you know? You remember that guy Salt Bay, the chef who just like put salt <laughs> yeah. on stuff on like yeah. Instagram, and he was at the game for some reason, like but somehow uh, in like the dressing rooms or something, and he's just got a selfie with Salah in the dressing room, like what? in tears with his arm in a sling, <laughs> and it's just. And he's just there with his phone. And it's just like, judge the moment, Salt Bay. It's not the time for yourself. You, well, you'd want a selfie, wouldn't you? I would. I'd do it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I think even I, as like Mohamed Salah superfan, would have more of a presence of mind to be like, you know what? I'll leave him 10 minutes. I don't think this is like quite the right moment to ask him for a selfie. No, I'm going straight in. Yeah. Or at least don't post it, you know? Just like keep it for yourself. Fair enough. Well, Oh, I'd just do it like really sneakily, like a little over the shoulder, like. Yeah. So yeah. They wouldn't know. So... Yeah. So, so probably not a selfie, just to kind of like look just a picture I've of seen. Him. Yeah, just an over the shoulder picture of Mo Salah <laughs> in his worst moment. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Capture it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I mean, if you saw Salif Jao, of course, Emma, it would be pretty difficult to contain yourself, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the Salif Jao, that's not even a question. It wouldn't be one selfie. I'd have it on that mode, but, uh, you know, where it's just like, it takes about 100 messages. Yeah. yeah. pictures, not messages. But yeah, just constant. I'd just, probably do yeah. a slow-mo video and everything. Like, I'd, I'd do Time I'd do lapse. the whole thing. Time-lapse, boomerang. <laughs> Yeah, get him to I sign don't... your arm, everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. I hadn't even thought of that. So yeah. <laughs> um, Perds, have you ever had a selfie with a Liverpool player? You must have done. No, I took a lot of photos by the by pitch side when we lost the 2019 Community Shield. But I didn't. <laughs> right. I didn't want to. I didn't want to pry. So I was just like, uh, that Community Shield. Look. We shouldn't have actually been in as well. well oh yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. we didn't actually win the FA Cup or the league. Mm -hmm. But there you go. Tim Pot Trophy, anyway. Uh, Emma, ever had a selfie with a Liverpool player? Surely. I actually, I have, you know, but I am very, um, very strict when it comes to selfies. I like to be professional when I'm working. But yeah, there obviously. was, yeah, <laughs> there was a pre-season game. Oh, it must have been like 2016 or something. Um, I think it was at Wigan. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, in the mix zone, I think I interviewed Milner, Lucas and Danny Ings and then sort of like went off and finished my work and then kind of came out through the like the, the entrance bit. And there was like, obviously in pre-season, you get like kind of VIP people that, you know, get to come down and like have photos with the players and stuff. So they were sort of waiting in the entrance. And um and I was waiting for like I think this was the days when I used to get lifts from James Pierce from the Echo. Well, he's now at the Athletic. Wow. Um, Name drop. So, Clang. so I was sort of um yeah, so I was sort of waiting for, for Piercy to come out of the press room. So I was sort of there with my laptop and uh and Danny Ings was getting photos with all these people. And then he comes over to me and bearing mind I've literally just interviewed him in the mix zone. He's like, Do you want a picture? So he thought oh. I was a fan. And I was like, <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> you are. You're a fan. Because I, I didn't know what to say. So I just wiped my phone out and took a selfie. And then he noticed my press pass. Um, and, well, I think he noticed my press pass. Either then or it clicked that he'd, I had actually just interviewed him. And he was like, um, he was like, oh, I thought you were a fan for a moment then. And he was like, I've just, just realised who you are. And I was like, yeah, sorry. I just really wanted a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> I love how presumptuous that is from Ingsy because he just always seems like such a, you know, like humble guy. But he's just approaching people <laughs> in the street and just being like, <laughs> yeah, it is me, do you yeah. want a picture <laughs> with this? <laughs> well, I think it's because I was like being deliberately sheepish because obviously I was like, oh, I don't want him to think that I'm part of the fans. So I was being kind of like, you know, that classic little nervous, I was only like what 21 or something at the time so I was like sort of in the corner so I actually think he was being very nice and thinking that I was too nervous to ask him um when really I was like I shouldn't be (laughs) but yeah so I've got I've got a selfie of Danny Ings which I whack out at least 50 times a year like it's a classic whenever his name comes up I'm like I've got a selfie with him (laughs) so yeah all Uh, all of my friends have seen it but Andy yeah Liverpool players, I don't think so. Um, the one I always get out is is Danny Alves. Um, yeah, nice. similar, literally similar, similar situation to to Emma is when I was doing uh, match reports at Malaga, and then just all it was it's like a really small um, uh, tunnel, and all the players come through after the game. And when it's yeah, when it's the Barcelona players, it is a bit different to when it's like Real Valladolid or whatever. <laughs> Uh, and then, yeah, he was just sort of hanging around a bit, chatting to people and other people asking for selfies. So I didn't feel that like unprofessional about it. Although, yeah, I probably wouldn't do that now. Um, oh, yeah. No, absolutely yeah. no. no. No go now. It's like when, when you're kind of like a little student or like when you're quite new to it. And like you say, when other people are sort of getting selfies, it's like, OK, it's acceptable. Yeah. But then, it's, yeah, in this sort of day to day, it's like, oh, God, no. It is funny though, because when it, yeah, when it like normal games like Real Betis or whatever, then yeah, nobody really cares. But when it is when it is Barcelona and then Messi walks through and you just see this like this throng of journalists just turn into little children <laughs> and they're just like, yeah. yes, come here, can I? Hi, Messi. Oh. Um, yeah, I would so definitely anyway. be getting a selfie with Messi, like just putting yeah. it out there. <laughs> I did get a selfie with a Liverpool player. I've remembered uh, Razor Ruddock, and he he told me to fuck off. <laughs> What? Wow. I said, oh, Razor Ruddock, can I have a selfie? And he went, oh, for yeah. fuck's sake. I was like, please. And he's like, I'm a Liverpool fan. And he's like, oh, fine. <laughs> but I got it. Where so was this? This, this is like was... a reverse Ings experience. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, wow. This was at an awards night three years ago for uh, for 90 Min. And oh, it, I it think I remember just, this story. It was just there. And, um, you know, I'd have my just first Just hanging beer, around. So I, uh, I approached him. And that was that. First beer ever? Or... Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> I actually don't know um, what to say. I feel like really sorry for you. Like, I feel like well, that no, was I, I mean, it wasn't like angry, but it was like he was trying to joke, but I could tell he was being serious. So, but he did it anyway. So, fair play to him. Cheers, Razor. I love that Ing, Ings is out there just giving out selfies to whoever. <laughs> and Razor Ruddock, of all people, who hasn't, you know, been a footballer for what, 20 years. Is yeah, is Yo, I, know, I know him more from Big Brother. That's why I did it. Right. Yeah. Wow. You did it for the yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I bet you didn't even. You never even saw him play, did you? No. God no. Um. So anyway, I think that's the Real Madrid game. Pretty, uh, pretty well previewed. <laughs> 
Uh, unfortunately, I think we will be back on uh, Monday and we will go through um, that game in more detail then, hopefully, and more of uh, Purdy's, I don't know, slightly bleak stories about interactions with, uh, with um, former Premier League footballers. Bleak's interesting. <laughs> Not expected. <laughs> Um, maybe we need to like knock it down to like championship slash league one players like Perds might have had a little bit more luck there i don't know um or just yeah, other I big brother remember, contestants i can't remember their name <laughs> <laughs> yeah reality tv stars towie <laughs> any of them i'll come back to you maybe okay yeah all right and before we end we will go from footballing heroes to superheroes uh mm. because as promised a couple of weeks back uh before she dipped out for a, a couple of weeks um <laughs> emma well she, you've been away working on this for two weeks haven't you that's what's happened <laughs> yeah but emma came up with a liverpool 11 uh with their marvel cinematic universe equivalent i'm not even sure why we got into this originally but it's happening now so uh, yeah. get used to I it i can't even remember why but I'm super excited. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so excited um, to tell you. Yeah. So I don't know, Perz, can we just like, can we just use this to play out the episode and you can just play the, the, the yeah. music like over the top of this or something <laughs> at the end? <laughs> I mean, the, the music's only like eight seconds. How long does, how many times am I looping it? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh... Emma, Emma, take it away. Who have you got? Okay. So in goal, the beautiful Alison Becker. Uh, he is mm-hmm. also known as Black Widow because, let's be honest, she is beautiful as well and just perfect mm-hmm. in every way, just like Alison. Um, right. And also, Did... her her li- like black lycra outfit is very similar to Alison's black spidery kit. <laughs> so, it's already black gone Widow. in directions I didn't expect. Okay, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, then we're moving on to Trent. Uh, he is Hawkeye because he can pick anyone out with his, you know, with his crosses, with his balls. Brilliant delivery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that went from, you know, one scale to the other very quickly <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> Matt Phillips, I've given him two here, actually, because he could either be the Hulk or Rhino, but Rhino isn't technically Marvel Universe. He's more DC Ooh, anyway. Blasphemy. Won't go into the details. But that's quite yeah, I don't even know who like... Rhino... Rhino for me is from Gladiators in the 90s. I don't even know who Rhino is. Oh, he's in Spider-Man. But uh, basically, okay. he, he is just... He's basically the Hulk, but he's a Rhino version. So he just smashes everything. So clearly Nat Phillips is like <laughs> the Hulk when it comes to heading the ball. He's just like, boom, boom, boom. Um, and then <laughs> in Kabak, I've gone for... Falcon, uh, I'm reading my rationale because I'm looking at this thinking, how have I given him <laughs> um, How many rums did you have? <laughs> yeah, apparently at, when I was a bottle and a half into my rum, I decided that it's because he does his job very efficiently in the background and doesn't take the limelight. So that's okay. why I've gone nice. for Falcon, which doesn't make any sense, but let's pretend it does. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Robertson, I've gone for Loki because he's a sneaky little shithouser um, who you kind of still love, even though he probably pisses everyone off if you're yeah. like the opposition. He's everyone's favourite. Yeah. So that's why I've gone for Robbo. Fabinho is Captain America because he's a team player, no nonsense, versatile, proper leader. So that's quite obvious. Um 
Henderson obviously wasn't in the team when I wrote this, so that's why he's not Captain America. Sorry, Hendo. Right. Um, Tiago is Thor because he just can't tackle. <laughs> so <laughs> he just smashes through people. Uh, Curtis Jones is Spider Man because he's like the new kid on the block, but he's actually very good. Nice. Uh, see what I did there? I was impressed. Yeah, I love with that it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sadio Mane is Black Panther because he's just like the coolest person ever. Mm. Um, and then Salah is Iron Man because he likes to be, you know, the attention seeking kind of main man, star of the show, pretty boss. Um, and then finally, I went for Firmino, not Diogo Jota, because mm-hmm. only because I really wanted to give Firmino Rocket from Guardians of the Galaxy, just because oh, he's the little just little raccoon. Yeah, the little raccoon <laughs> because he's that one person that just has fun with everything, and he's absolutely mad. So like Bobby Firmino would definitely go somewhere and just go and I don't know whether you guys have seen Guardians of the Galaxy, but yeah, you yeah, know, mm-hmm. be the type of person that just wants you know, a random person's eyeball or wants to just pick up That's a machine so gun. so Bobby, yeah. It is so Bobby. So Bobby is Rocket the Raccoon. So there you go. That's my Marvel 11. Amazing. Loved it. Thank you. I'm I'm delighted and surprised at how coherent and like how much that actually made sense. It when it, when sense. you launched into it, it, I was going to be like, yeah, how how is this going to go? And when it started with Scarlett Johansson with a moustache, I was like, where are we going from here? But no, that was... That was great. Well done. And Perts, oh, I can't believe you. you haven't you haven't seen have you seen any Marvel movies? Uh, you're like your key dem- no. your key demographics as well. You're <laughs> so- it is, no. yeah. I yeah. just I just missed the boat. Sorry. Maybe well, I'll do my to- research. Get on it. Yeah, Disney Plus are all on there. Oh, it's expensive. Yeah. Maybe this podcast I'll give you will my login. It. I'll give you my login okay. as a little as Netflix a little try. On the podcast, <laughs> yeah, and when you um and when you watch that, now you have like a Liverpool player to equate each of the characters yeah. to as well. Like so you'll you never know. ever watch Guardians of the Galaxy now without thinking of Bobby Firmino <laughs> picking up a machine gun. <laughs> I can't wait. It sounds great. <laughs> all right well i mean that is all we've got time for uh today thank you so much for listening if you still are after all of that um <laughs> after tales of disappointing razor ruddock selfies <laughs> and guardians of the galaxy oh, um wow. yeah if you did enjoy please drop us a review on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast it'd be very much appreciated subscribe if you haven't already uh we'll be back again on uh monday of next week to talk through the arsenal game and look ahead to real madrid um purds will be here as well say goodbye purds yeah goodbye see you next week uh do you want to do that again a little bit more enthusiastically sorry i I always forget you come to me at the end so i sort of zoned out (laughs) (laughs) goodbye everyone i'll see you next week a little bit too much but we'll take <laughs> it and uh and thank you so much for joining us today emma and uh well say goodbye see you later